CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to to Every Man and Answer as we set this time aside every weekday afternoon to answer questions about the Bible from the Bible on this special Christmas edition. We want to just once again just uh, encourage you in your faith. And again, we have so many people around us um, this particular time of the year. Let your light shine. You know, people are looking for answers. Uh, there's no answers offered in the American news media. There's no answers offered in the world. There's no really any answers even in religion. But you know, in Jesus, there is. And I want to just encourage all of you to let your light shine. People need to know that Jesus is the reason for the season, but he's also the reason for everything. And so we just want to encourage you here and uh, that you would be blessed. And we set this time aside to answer questions about the Bible from the Bible every weekday afternoon. And so if you've got a question you'd like to ask us, call in and we'll do our very best to get to your question today. Joining me today, special guest and featured CSN speaker that comes on in morning times here on CSN, A Chosen Generation with Daryl Skinner from Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, Mike, and aloha to all the listeners out there and those maybe watching via the internet. Great to be with you today. Uh, always enjoy the program uh, to every man and answer and the, the great questions that come from God's people and even from the skeptics. We love to hear from all people Lord, uh, in the Lord. And, uh, you know, Mike, it's it's just a joy to be with you uh, each Thursday. I'm, I'm a little hit and miss lately, but I'm trying to get more hit than miss. And uh, just a, a real joy to be on and hear the hear from God's people, see what they have to say, how they can grow in their faith, how can they be a blessed people. And folks, if I could just add this, Mike, uh, this is this is a great weekend because of course uh, Christmas Eve is Sunday and then Christmas Day is Monday, and it's a time to invite your unsaved family and friends, coworkers, strangers in the streets, whoever they might be, bring them to church, and let's get them going for God as they hear the gospel the great salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ, so they would be saved and headed to heaven. So, Mike, once again, it's great to be with you. You know, so many uh, uh, Christmas uh, services, Christmas Eve services, and again, I just want to encourage you, you know, bring somebody to one of those, because, you, you know, that's, gonna, that's going to touch their heart. And uh, again, open those doors that maybe for the first time, maybe all year long, they'll maybe think about uh, think about Jesus, you know. Uh, I've done many Christmas Eve services over the years, and I've had always so many people accept the Lord. I remember one winter night, uh, I went and uh, they, I, they asked me to come over to an um, old folks' home over in Kimberly, Idaho. And I went over there and I, I, I you know, shared the salvation message. And I, I, when I was done, I said, well, does anybody here want to accept the Lord as their Savior? Put your hand up. And this elderly lady put her hand up and I thought, oh, that's nice. You know, she just, you know, just, you know, acknowledging Christ. And when I said amen, and so glad, I wished everybody Merry, Merry Christmas, her family came up to me from the church who invited me to come and speak at that place. And they said, Grandma, put up her hand. Grandma, put up her hand. She wants us to accept the Lord. So I went over and talked with her. And she had never accepted the Lord before. And I prayed with her. And um, she just just big smile. 
And then she looks at me. Now, remember, it's snowing outside in Idaho, probably 25 degrees. And she says, I want to be baptized. And I'm going, oh, okay. Uh, How do you do this? Well, I thought, you know, there's not much else I can do. So we went back to her room, her and her family, myself. We all went back there. And I'm I got some water in a cup, and I was going to just kind of put it on her forehead and and uh, symbolically, and that's what basically baptism is anyway. It's an outward sign of an inward change. And just about the time I got ready to put it on her, an orderly came in, as they always did every night about that time, kind of kicked the door open. They knew she wouldn't be uh, out and around. She'd be in bed. They kicked the door open, and the door flew into me, hit my arm, and I dumped the whole cup of water all over and she goes, whoa. <laughs> I said, well, that's not what I had planned, but now you're baptized. And so it was really an amazing thing. Uh, and I said, God, you have a sense of humor. But you know, it's interesting. She went to be with the Lord uh, about, I think it was about 45 days later. The Lord allowed wow. her to stay alive there until she could get her life right with the Lord. And I believe a lot of that was because of the prayers of her family um, to save to save mom, save grandma before she dies. And she went to be with the Lord. And I just, I just think, you know, God, you are so good in how you do that. So, so many people are touched by these different services. And um, again, I would not feel embarrassed at all about inviting my friends, family, their uh, to uh, go to a service um, any night um, to let them hear about Jesus. So important. Mike, what, as we what, do what time is your Christmas Eve service? Do you have a Christmas Eve service going on? Yes, I believe it is at 7 o'clock. And so uh, on uh, Christmas Fabulous. Eve, and of course, Christmas morning at, uh, at 10 o'clock, 7.30 for those that are uh, 7.30, excuse me, 10 o'clock for those that are in person, 10.30, those that want to tune in on the radio. Uh, you're invited to come and and just be blessed and let the Lord just shower you Amen. with his blessing. So important in these days that we live in. And so, again, if you want to be part of the program today, 8888, ask CSN's the number to call. And, um, again, you can be part of the program. We've got some lines open, so you're sure to call if you call right now. Get on the air if you call right now. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to, I believe, Ty, Texarkana, Arkansas. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi, Mike. How may we help? Um, so I I did have a question, but you mentioned the Christmas season and it got me thinking. Um I'm going to be praying a lot over a lot of food and I'm going to be around a lot of people and I was I recognize in myself I'm a bit timid. And I get a bit anxious. I currently am. <laughs> but, Mike, I was wondering if you could lend some advice as to how I could be more confident in my walk with the Lord and be a light to those that may need him during the season, those that I may be around. Well, the Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So the more that you acquaint yourself with the Lord, I think the more bold you become. Now, I can't think of a better place than to be involved in reading in the Gospels. Now, you may be reading other places in the Bible as well. That's great. Don't stop doing that. But uh, certainly, as you look at the life of Jesus, you look at his boldness. uh, And um, I'm amazed 
how how Jesus never compromised his message. Now, we have to remember, we become all, Paul says, I become all things to all men that I may win some. Now, that never means that we start uh, cussing like a trooper to uh, to reach the lost, or we become a drug addict to reach drug addicts. We never lose the innocency of the gospel uh, to share the uh, faith with people, but it may mean we have to understand where they're at, may mean we have may have to go where they're at. Um, Jesus was, you know, why do you eat with the publicans and the sinners, they said to Jesus. He said, well, the sick ones are the ones who need the doctor. Uh, I don't mind going where they're needed, where where, where uh, there's a need. I, I think that's that's important. I think, again, we want to be careful. I don't want to start drinking with somebody so I can minister to a drunk. No, I don't think that's what the Bible talks about. But I do believe that we may have to go where they are sometimes, and providing you're not tempted in certain ways, uh, in certain areas, so that you can do that without you getting sucked into it, I believe that's important. But I think, Ty, one of the best ways that we can do is just reflect Jesus around people, especially this time of the year. So important, your thoughts. Yeah, you know, one thing that's uh, a lot of times uh, the the Christian in the family would be asked to pray over the, the Christmas dinner, and that's a cool thing. And yes. uh, what you want to do is is uh, maybe maybe talk, to, if they're going to invite you to do that, you want to just say, hey, before we do this, I want to give a quick read out of maybe Luke 2 about the birth of Christ and so forth, and, and just uh, just read it through, and just glory to God in the highest peace and goodwill towards men and so forth, as the angels declared and and then pray. Now don't pray forever. Now you know because you don't want the food to get cold. But <laughs> but you know it, it's as Mike said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's a beautiful time of year. Beautiful songs about the Lord are being sung. Everyone's familiar with it because the the radio generally is playing these beautiful songs, and and they're in the stores and so forth. And so as you as you just. Hit the gospel message real. Be brief now because you got to eat. But and then and then just pray. But I found when you go to these big family gatherings, you got a, a whole mix of people. Some are believers, some are non-believers, some hate the gospel. You never know what you're going to get. And and you know what? The, the joy of the Lord is your strength. As you're just uh, as they break down as we break down the word joy, it's Jesus, others, and you. And so just you want to glorify the Lord in your heart and attitude. Don't don't get all too serious about, I've got to preach the gospel, and pretty soon people see it just kind of like, when am I going to whack them with the gospel, you know, kind of a thing. No, you want to you want to bring them the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, and the love of God especially. Uh, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is what? Love. And so uh, just love the people, enjoy the f- time with them, and see who God uh, orchestrates to come across your path that you can share with them and talk to them, maybe invite them to church the following Sunday, whatever it might be. And, and sometimes you can invite the whole family to say, hey, why don't you guys all come with me to church this following Sunday? You know, here we are celebrating Christmas. It's about Jesus. And if you want, I'll take you, you know, I'll take you to my church, and we'll meet there and have a great time together. But uh, just take every opportunity you can to love the people. There'll be those that will believe. They'll become believers. There'll be those that uh, will, uh, will, I want to hear more about this. And there's those that will just hate it. You know, but that's okay. We just keep marching on as the Lord has commanded us to spread the gospel to the whole world. Amen. Mike. Amen. I hope that helps, Ty. It sure did. I mean, I never thought of uh, reading a verse out of the Bible before uh, beginning a prayer, so that will definitely be used. And Mike, I 
I will make better effort to put myself in other shoes to see from their perspective as to. Yeah, I, I really believe that's so important. In other words, let me say it like this. If you were an unbeliever, how would you want somebody to talk to you about the Lord? I think that's really the best way to do it. Because now, once again, you got to remember, a person that's not born again has no assurance of salvation, no assurance of going to heaven, no uh, assurance that there isn't life after death. There's no joy in their life because they don't really have a reason they can live for. And so there's a lot of empty holes in a person that's not born again. So how do we then address that? Well, we don't walk up and say, hey, you stupid sinner, turn or burn. I mean, that's not going to work. But I do believe that we can go to somebody and say, let me ask you a question. Are you happy? And they go, well, what do you mean by that? I go, well, is your life filled with joy? No matter what goes on, do you still have a, a joy, a spark in your, in your plug that makes you happy? They'll say no. You know, again, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is when everything goes my way, I'm happy. Joy is in the midst of things going wrong, I can still have a joy in the Lord. And that that's where, where I found that we must anchor as, as believers is, is in that particular place. Otherwise, otherwise, um, our, our, our lives are meaningless and they're empty. And they are. And I think this is in talking to them how the best way is to communicate the gospel. So Ty, again, in your prayer, as you pray that the Lord would not only bless the food, but Lord bless us in the new year. And Lord, that we would think more about you in everything we do. I think things like that just not only is a praise to the Lord in our prayer, but also a ministry in the prayer as well. So Ty, stay in line, send you out some books, some DVDs, and I don't think you're going to get them in time for uh, all your relatives, but you might have them in time for uh, uh, the new year. So stay in line. We'll get those out to you, okay? <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You're strengthening soldiers of God, and God bless you guys. Thank you. Father, may you just give Ty the right words to say. Lord, for all of us, as we pray, as we show our uh, show our, our love for you around our friends and family the next couple of weeks, May you just give us, God, that peace that comes from you, and they see a difference in us by the way we talk, by the things we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Ty, stay in line. We'll get you taken care of. Let's go to Vena in South Dakota. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi, how may we help? I guess my, um, I guess my question is, so I'm referring back to the part when Jesus is on the cross and the thief is on the cross, and Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, when that person dies, you know, their spirit will go to heaven and obviously their body will be buried. Um, And then another part in the Bible where it talks about Jesus says, I have prepared many rooms for you. I have a place for you. Um, I will come back for you. Um, And I know in Revelation, it talks about, you know, Jesus will come back, the dead will rise. Um, So what, we we will rise for what, like our our bodies? Because aren't our spirits already in heaven, I guess? Yes, you're right. Vanna, you you got it. And and let me explain real quick. Absent from the body, Paul says, present with the Lord. We remember Jarius, 
came to Jesus and said, my little girl is grievously ill. Will you come and pray for her? And right in the middle of him speaking to Jesus, uh, the servants came and said, don't trouble the master. Your daughter has died. Jesus said, let's go anyway. Went to the house. The mourners are there. He said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. Well, the reason the Bible says that is because as believers, we do not die the way the world does. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Acts, when Stephen was stoned to death, it says that he fell asleep. Oh, see, soul sleep. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about his body. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Jesus, he says, I even see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father, welcoming Stephen into heaven. I don't believe anybody right now in heaven is lacking anything. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. But when we come back to rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years, we're going to need a body. Paul says, we're not exactly sure what we're going to be, but we know this when we see him, we're going to be like him. And so because of that, we're going to get a body. Now remember, Jesus' body, after he died, came back to life. He could eat. He could He could appear behind locked doors, yet vanish out of their sight, as he did to the two on the road to Emmaus. Um, this is going to be a different kind of body. Now, I believe that when the the uh, rapture comes, this is when we get our new body. A body that doesn't get old, break down, get sick, age, any more of that, it's all gone. Good news. And because of that, I believe this is where, um, uh, this is what we're going to have as we rule and reign with Christ here on this earth. I think the timing of this particular event is very important. Um, I don't believe anybody in heaven right now is lacking anything. But in this world that we live in, this material world, uh, to rule and reign with him, we're going to need some kind of a body. I believe this is why the dead in Christ rise first, uh, because they're already buried. They're transformed as they're coming up out of the ground. Then we're transformed at the same time. And then we all go up to heaven to be with the Lord and uh, there will ever be with him, uh, whether here, there, or in the air. We're all going to be with him. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, as we look to what Mike just shared, is we're all looking forward to that when we after we've gone to heaven, the rapture of the church. Whether you've if you died, you've gone to heaven, and the rapture of the church. The Bible says we're going to be transformed. And in Adam, atomo is the Greek atomo of time in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and this transformation means a metamorphosis. Uh, and this body that we're going to receive that's made for heaven and earth because we're going to return with Christ and reign and rule with him for a thousand years on earth. Then we head off to the new heavens, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. But that body that we're going to receive is incorruptible, the Bible declares. That Bible says also that it is immortal. And so when people today die, they go to heaven, and then ultimately we're all going to receive our glorified body. It's called glorified body. And we're looking forward to that. Uh, now, when the thief on the cross, when Jesus says, you'll be with me in paradise, uh, he, he's ultimately going to be in heaven. But when that thief died, he would go to Abraham's bosom to be comforted. And then Jesus rose from the grave three days later. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. Then he walks in the earth for 40 days. And then the Bible says he then ascended to heaven. In that ascension, now that he's he's ascending to heaven, he led a triumphal parade, it says in Colossians, into the heavenlies. Now heaven is opened up fully. Now all 
the Old Testament, New Testament saints to be will be going to heaven. And this is the good news that we have in Christ. So this triumphal entry is triumphing over every principality, over every power, over over every everything that's been created. He's triumphing as he's leading this. It's like a triumphal parade into heaven as he ascends to heaven. Now, from that point on, every believer here on earth, as New Testament believers, when they died, as Mike just shared, to be absent from the body is the presence of the Lord. We immediately go to heaven. We're not going to go to Abraham's bosom. All those that are held in Hades for judgment are still being held in Hades for judgment until finally the great white throne judgment. Then all non-believers will be cast into what's called the lake of fire, or we commonly call it hell. And that's their ultimate judgment, and they'll be tormented forever and ever and ever. Whereas we're rejoicing in heaven forever and ever and ever. But we get that glorified body, and it's going to be exciting. I, I, I sit there, I imagine in my own mind, I go, what it would it be like to wake up without any of your bones hurting, you know, or never oh, man. getting a headache, and you never get a cold? It's going to be marvelous. Mike, I'll give it back to you. Amen. We look forward to that. Hope that answers it for you. Yeah, it does. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Well, there's stay sure, line if you like. And, and by the way, just very quickly, this caveat, for those that died that are not born again, they go to a place called Sheol. It is a place of torment, awaiting the great white throne judgment. And the great white throne judgment is at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, some north of here, uh, a thousand seven years. Um, and what's interesting about that is a person's work has come to full fruition. In other words, think of a person that started a cult. Maybe there was only a couple dozen people at the time. Now there's millions. Can you imagine the judgment? Think about... Um, Darwin um, coming up with this um, similarity of look, coming up with an idea of progression and that, uh, you know, the fish uh, uh, grew legs, climbed out of the pond and stood upright and looked like monkeys. Then all of a sudden, here's a man. This lie has talked so many people out of their faith. And yet it's all a big bogus lie. They know DNA and RNA won't allow this to happen. There are no transitory transitional life forms anywhere to support evolution, period. And even Darwin himself said that. And yet people continue to teach this lie as it is fact and it is absolutely bogus. Now, one of the things we have to remember, there's going to be a judgment for that. So just because a person dies in their sins doesn't mean the wickedness they started is over. So they go to Sheol until the great white throne judgment. The books are open. Everybody's life works have come to full fruition for those that were not born again. And the Bible says, then they're cast in the lake of fire, which burns forever and ever. The book of Jude says they will be tormented for day and day and night forever. These cults that are around saying, oh, hell is just annihilation, or it's a temporary place, or hell is a beautiful place. No, the Bible says they will be tormented day and night forever. That's what happens to the ungodly. That's why I tell everybody, work for the night is coming when no one can work. Stay in line there. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs, and Merry Christmas to you, okay? Thanks, you as well. God bless you. And if you need anything, we're here for you. Let's go to Bernie. In Winnemucca, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Hey, how you all doing? <laughs> Praise God. God. God is good all the time. Amen. <laughs> uh, Amen. 
you remember when I called you guys and I asked for a prayer for my daughter Lydia? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, she called this morning, and she sounded so so much better. I mean, she's even admitted that, you know, that drugs ain't good. Wonderful. And, you know, I just give God all the glory for that. I thank you for all, you know, all the prayers that, that everybody has prayed for, and I believe that she's, you know, God's going to raise her up and... Praise God. Maybe God will use her to bring others to, you know, to himself. You know, I, I just, I, I just amaze, you know, how God just, just works. And it's on his timing. You know, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I've been serving God since, since 1983. And, you know, and I, and I never look back and go, I wish I would have done this or this. No, I just want to go forward and I want to do what God wants me to do. Bernie, I remember the call. It was a very much a heartbreaking thing to hear uh, what drugs had done to your daughter, literally frying her brain. And I remember that call. I'm sure all of us that uh, listen to CSN and to Every Man and Answer regularly remember that call not that long ago. And to hear this kind of a praise report just simply says that Jesus Christ reigns supreme and uh, his, his mercy endures forever. And Bernie, I'm so glad as the uh, one leper came back and told Jesus, thank you. Uh, Jesus, where are the other nine? He noticed that people don't say thank you. And um, I, I, I think, Bernie, that's a big thank you to God for touching your daughter and uh, looking for the great things that God will, will do. Father, we just lift up Bernie's daughter. Lord, continue your healing touch. May you bring this girl close to you, and may this be part of her testimony to lead many, many people into your kingdom. We pray for her that she gets on fire for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wow, Bernie, what a, what a great thing. Uh, you yep, know, yep. God's been good all my life, you know. And I mean, there's been ups and downs, but praise God, one day I'm going to lay this body down and I'm going home. Hey. We're all going home soon, you know, once I trust in Christ. Amen. And that's what we look for. And you know, uh, Daryl, you, you need a new body. I need a new body. Hey, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. And uh, maybe the rapture happened today. That would be a marvelous thing. But in the meantime, let's be about our Father's business, winning souls, making disciples. Amen. Amen. And it's all about that. Bernie, that's good news. Uh, if you didn't get the uh, God of Wonders, Evolution versus God, and uh, uh, Time to Grow. Please stay in line. We'll get that out to you. Plus the movie Jesus. We'll get those out to you. Perhaps you can get those into your daughter's hands. And um, Bernie, thanks so much for the encouragement. Merry Christmas to you and all of yours. We are coming up on a break. We don't want anyone to go away. We're going to come back. We're going to have a whole lot more at Every Man and Answer. Following this, we'll be right back. After taking the morning after pill, this mom immediately felt sick and nauseous as she tried to end her pregnancy. While searching for medical care, she found a preborn network clinic where she hoped to rule out that she was pregnant. I had an ultrasound done right then and there. After hearing the baby's heartbeat, I instantly thanked God and said, may your will be done, Lord. I'm seven months pregnant now. I thank God every day for my little miracle. Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, introducing moms to the life growing inside of them and sharing the gospel in action. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she will choose life 80% of the time. And Preborn doesn't stop there. They offer mothers maternity clothes, doctor visits, and 
and the help they need to choose life. To learn how you can help rescue a baby's life, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. All gifts are tax deductible. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too, for over 30 years. It's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members And here's the thing. If you join before December 30th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another 10% off all of 2024. That's 12 months of savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 30th. So call now. You'll save even more. Here's the number. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. want to welcome you back and we have with us Daryl Skinner. We want to once again wish everybody a very Merry Christmas as we look forward to uh, um, the great things God's going to do in our lives, not just today, but each and every day and especially in this new year, how God will use all of us. I believe we're running out of time, friends. I believe uh, we may not be here a whole lot longer and so let your light shine. Be about your daddy's business. Back to the phones. We have Frederick on the line from Pahoa. Hawaii, aloha. Hey, hi, Mike. Um, I sure enjoyed that funny story you said about the lady in Idaho you were baptized, and that was hilarious. That, that, that really honest to God happened. I know a lot of times your ministers make up stories. That one really happened. I dumped the whole <laughs> cup of water all over her head, all over her face. It was dripping on her night clothes. Uh, she had to, I guess, after we left, they had to change her clothes it was a pretty large cup of water because i just grabbed what was there in the in the room and i dipped my hand in in the cup to just kind of put it on her thing so i had the cup up kind of close to her and and that orderly kicked that door open hit my elbow and i just dumped the whole cup all over her <laughs> and she, but what was so funny was her reaction she goes wow <laughs> <laughs> the water was cold. I didn't get warm water because I was just going to sprinkle it on her. So, uh, yeah. Oh but, well, uh, you know, I, I could share with you some stories, too, that maybe down the road we could do that together. But I want to tell you that me and my wife here, we've been listening to you from 4 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock for over three years every day. Wow. And, and we really appreciate, you know, what you're doing, and and we love you for that. But we're still having problems here with our radio. It keeps glitching back and forth, and you said you were going to fix it. And it's really hard to listen to a station that just keeps going. We only hear half the words with all the ministers. Okay, here here's some good news. We fixed it. So you can go, let, let me just tell you, CSN can be heard in Hilo, Hawaii on 88.1 and 99.3. Now, 99.3 comes from Mountain View, which is just up the hill from Pahoa. 
And uh, that's a pretty powerful station. So you should be able to hear 99.3 now. Uh, it just went on the air about a week ago. So you might want to check that out, Frederick. Okay, we'll do that. But also, I want to remind you, because, you know, I talked to you when you came over here, that we've been using for almost 40 years that the Prince and Power of the Air has been messing up our radio over here. Oh, I know it. From on Earth kind of guy. But here's my question. Yeah. Um, that I'm not sure if you've ever said your testimony over the air, but I, I would really be, I would really love to be able to hear that, your testimony of how Jesus woke you up and got your attention. Well, I, I can do that real fast. I was raised in a non-Christian home to begin with. <clears throat> my Both my mom and dad were believers when they were young, but after the Second World War, they'd gotten away from the Lord. And uh, I came along, my sister came along, and... My sister uh, got a kidney infection, very serious. Now, my parents uh, understood the importance of me going to Sunday school, so they would send me to Sunday school, but they would never go themselves. And when my sister got real sick when she was about three years old, the doctor came in, they were in the hospital, and the doctor said, your daughter's extremely ill. If you know a prayer, you better say it. And my mom said, I knew I was so far away from God, I didn't know him anymore. So the following Sunday, she, as well as my dad, went with me to church. I went to Sunday school. They went to church. And um, the uh, minister gave a uh, community brother in church in Whittier, California, gave a, Ward Miller was his name, the pastor, and gave an invitation. And my mom ran down to the altar to give her life to Christ. And my father said, I'm going to. And so they both went down and accepted Christ as their Savior. Uh, interesting, my mom had a lightning bolt. Excuse me, my dad had a lightning bolt experience. He cussed, he, he swore, he drank, smoked, you name it. All went away. All, overnight, just gone. My mom, on the other hand, though she didn't smoke and drink, she had one of the worst potty mouths that many people said they'd ever heard in, in a woman. When people say, your mom wears GI boots, uh, my mom did. She was in the military. And she could talk like uh, somebody in the military, too. And so, anyhow, um, uh, she said, when I listened to my mom's testimony some years later, she said, well, when I got saved, unlike Dad, that that uh, quit doing everything, she said, I just noticed immediately that I didn't use God in my cuss words anymore. But over a period of time, she grew in the Lord. That went away. And and she matured in the Lord and became quite an evangelist for her family and for me. She taught us the Bible well and accepted uh, the Lord again when I was five years old. Many of you may have been familiar with uh, uh, Wilkerson's ministry and Nikki Cruz Cross and the Switchblade, the book that was written and then later a movie. Well, mine would probably be Cross and the Butter Knife because God kept me from all the problems that were so rampant in the 60s, everybody getting loaded and stolen. I never smoked a cigarette, never got, lo- you know, never got, uh, uh, never got into drugs, got drunk once, only to know that I never wanted to do that again. Um, and um, uh, then the Lord just began to work on me, and I became very dissatisfied with church. I, I saw uh, groups of people that only liked you if you looked like them. Now, this is in the late 60s where I had friends that had long hair. I'd bring them to church and they'd shine them on. That means they would reject them. 
And and I, I got to the point where I didn't want to go to church anymore. And a friend of mine invited me out to a church where the minister had gotten a spirit filled. Uh, I'm, I'm condensing all this quite short. But I went out there and I saw people with long hair sitting next to people in suits and ties sitting next to girls in halter tops sitting next to people with with long formal dresses on. I mean, these people were all different and they all got together and they all loved each other. <laughs> Churches that I went to, if you didn't look like them, they would kick you out. And so I go, I want to learn more about this because this is what I always read about in the Bible. And so uh, after going there for probably six months, I began to talk to the minister and I said, you know, I know the Bible really well. I know what the Bible talks about in love, but I never really got to see it. And I said, I see it here for the first time. And he said, well, how would you like to start teaching some Bible studies? And I thought he was crazy. And he said, no, he said, I want you to do that. So I started teaching at uh, uh, different uh, high schools around the uh, uh, the area there uh, in uh, Hacienda Heights, if anybody knows where that's at. And uh, the, they were growing, and I thought this was really amazing. Ended up moving to Idaho, where I just simply went out on the cruise on a Friday and Saturday night. I had an orange van. I had long hair, and, and everybody thought I was a drug dealer. I had California license plates on my van in Idaho. Hey, buddy, you got any, got any, got any goodies? They'd ask me, and I go, oh, yeah, man, I got some real good stuff. Whoa, really? And I'd just start sharing the Lord with them. And people started getting saved. And I took them to a local church here where I knew the pastor, Pastor Hicks, great guy. And um, he told me, he said, you know, Mike, he said, um, I said, I bring my friends here that get saved out on the street and your church doesn't want them. And this is the way it was down in Southern California in the late uh, 60s. And he goes, I know. He said, you can't put new wine in old wineskins. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here myself. And he said, you need to start a, 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 a ministry for these people. And I said, I, I, I'm not equipped to do that. And he goes, just do it. I happened to call Chuck Smith, talk to him, and he said, yes, you have my blessing. We called it Calvary Chapel of Twin Falls, one of the first Calvary chapels outside of California. And uh, that was in 1979. And from there, we just continued. Oh, yeah, I've had my bumps and scrapes and, and failures, but you know, God's been faithful through it all. And as I look at the Bible, I see how God was faithful to David. I see how God was faithful to everyone, whether it was lapses of faith in Abraham's life or or even in Peter's life where he said, I don't even know who you are, and began to cuss and swear they didn't know who Jesus was. Just as Jesus said, you deny me three times, uh, but you deny me before the cock crows twice. And And I look at that and I see how God's faithfulness is. And um, I, I had an old maid aunt. I had a lot of missionaries in my family. And I remember I was mowing my, my, my aunt's lawn. I was five years old. Or excuse me, I was about 12 years old. I was mowing the lawn. My mom would always give me like a couple dollars to mow auntie's lawn. And she was about probably 85, a, a world missionary. And... and um, she said, Mike, put that down. Come over here and sit on me on the porch swing. And I didn't really want to go. I went over there and I sat there and she said, she was sitting there reading their Bible, rocking back and forth. And she goes, I want to pray for you. And I said, okay. 
And she began to pray that I'd talk to thousands of people and lead thousands of people to the Lord. And I remember getting up off that chair going, wow, Auntie's really off her rocker. Everything she said came true. And I just want everybody to know that wherever you go as Christians, you can leave a blessing or you can leave confusion. And I just want to encourage you all, especially at Christmas time, leave a blessing. Pray a blessing over your family. Pray a blessing over your children at night. Pray a blessing over your, over your marriage. Pray a blessing. We've all sinned. We've all fall, fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Our righteousness comes from Christ. But he's the author and finisher of our faith. And I'm so grateful that I ran into this group of Christians uh, back in uh, 1972 that really changed my life. I don't know where I'd be today if I, because all I knew of Christianity is we like you if you look like us. And when I got around a group, different group of people, all different ethnicities, all different kinds of clothes, all different kind of backgrounds, and they all got together and loved Jesus together. Wow. I was blown away. And I remember, I remember that first night I was there at that church. I was in the middle of the church and I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, if there's any way I could ever repay you for letting me come to this church, that's what I want to do. Our church did not come from a church split, which most churches, at least in this town, come from. Our church was simply born out of street evangelism. And I just want everybody to know that I think that's so important. Because again, I don't want what somebody else has. I know a God that can save the lost. And I just want to encourage everybody, be about your father's business. Because that's where the blessings of God are. You don't have to be the biggest church in town. Just be the best one. And that's, I hope that answers it for you, Frederick. Oh, it does. I don't know if you remember us, but we really appreciate you coming out to our church here, way out in the middle of nowhere in the rainforest. I don't mind going anywhere to tell people about Jesus. You know, I've been in, I've been in the jungles of Tonga. I've been, I've been, I've been everywhere. And, and, you know, I just, Love telling people about Jesus, the great things he's done. I, 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 I think so many times people get that. And you know, Daryl, you're the same way. And, yes. and um, uh, there, there's no boundary to do that. You know, I, uh, you allowed me to share at your church there in, in uh, Honolulu. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I know you have been, and, and, you know, a, a lot of people always have these stories about, well, I was this drug addict and I was in the bars and I was doing, I don't have that story. <laughs> I don't have that. Jesus kept me all those years. I'm not saying I didn't have my struggles, but I'm saying I never got into that crowd. God was good and God is able to protect us. And always remember that mom and dad pray over your children because again, God is able to keep you from falling as it says in the book of Jude. The only thing God requires in that statement, God who is able to keep you from boiling, are you willing? And I was willing. I said, God, you got to help me. And you know, when we fall, we realize we're not where we're supposed to be like the prodigal son. Hey, get up, get out of the slime and go home and be about your daddy's business. You know, Daryl, your your story is, is amazing as well. 
Well, you know, the Lord is is good to us. I don't want to take up the program here, but uh, your your testimony is is marvelous and and full of grace and mercy and goodness, and also being empowered by the Holy Spirit and allowing God to direct our lives, uh, even though we we stumble, we fail at times. But he's always there to pick us up. He's always there to carry us. He's always there to encourage us to keep going and keep going. You see this time and time again in the Gospels with the disciples. I I got saved at the age of 21. I was a a, a partier and everything else. I was going to USC at the time, University of Southern California. And, uh, you know, it was, I started drinking when I was 14 and, and so forth. So my, my testimony is a bit different than yours. And, uh, but yet, you know, thank goodness there were Christians that came into my life, like my mother, who was praying for me, and then uh, other believers who were sharing with me. And I just came to realize about my, just about my third year in college, that is this all there is to life? Getting drunk and partying and living immorally, and there's got to be more to life than this. And then, you know, I'm going to get married one day, have kids, and get a job, do all this stuff, have a career. And then I'm going to drop dead. Then what? <laughs> That's kind of how I summed up everything. And... uh and, it, and like I said, thank goodness there was Christians that came to me and started sharing Jesus with me. And in that process, I'm giving you a, the real short version here. Uh, I finally gave my heart to Christ with a recon Marine at one o'clock at night as he was a crazy man. As you talked about guys fighting and brawling. He was uh, a guy that make up his own karate moves, go to bars and beat people up. And my friend and I heard that he got saved. He's a gentleman, about 10 years older than me. And, uh, we went to his house at 10 o'clock at night. He invited us in and then shared the gospel with us. And I gave my heart to Christ about one in the morning with his wife there and a few cups of coffee and so forth. And uh, that's when it all started, April the 4th, 1979. And uh, and there's there's no greater adventure in life than being a Christian and letting God use your life and touch your life and change your life. Folks, if you're not saved out there, Amen. please. Come to Christ today. Don't wait another second. He's only a prayer away. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For the heart one believes in righteousness, with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No matter what you've done in life, there's no sin greater than God's forgiveness. He will forgive you. You'll be born again of the Holy Spirit, and he will change your life. You can't change it. So don't even think, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. No, you... You need Jesus, and you need the power of the Holy Spirit to come into you, and you will change, and it'll be for the better. As Mike just shared about his own his own parents and so forth, and right. uh, we've seen it happen in so many lives. It's a marvelous thing how God does this, and then you know without a doubt you're going to heaven. You mm-hmm. are going to heaven. If you're a prodigal son or daughter out there, oh, dear friend, you don't sit there and say, well, how could I be a Christian again? You know, I've really blown it. You heard Mike say it. I'm saying it to you. Return to the Lord. He will restore you. He'll revitalize you. He's going to use your life. Uh, just just get going for God once again. God will bless. So anyway, Mike, I guess we should probably get back to the phones. But yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got to tell you real quick. I mentioned I got drunk. Yeah. I went to my cousin's wedding. Somebody spiked the punch. And I, I drank <laughs> quite a bit of it. And I tried to drive my van home. And I remember turning the corner, uh, going home, and I fell out of the seat. <laughs> I'm laying on the floor with my foot on the brake pedal so the car doesn't roll down. And I'm all, you know, kooky-eyed. And I only had about another block to go. I got in the backyard. I went home. Everything was turtling. And I just remember one thing specifically I kept saying, Jesus, don't come back now. 
I didn't know which way was up. And I remember saying that over and over, Jesus, just don't come back now. And um, wow. I, I never got drunk again. And, and I don't drink to this day. Uh, because, um, well, as it says in Proverbs 20, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and those that are deceived by it are not wise. We want to be about our daddy's business. Frederick, stay Amen. in line. We'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs if you didn't get those. And uh, thanks for the call. Hope that helps. Okay, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Daryl. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you all again. And uh, with that, we'll go to David in Wichita Falls. Hi, welcome. Mike, I have uh, something that's been laid on my mind for three or four days to give you a call. Okay. Uh, Christmas is coming up, and every year, you know, I've been listening to you talk about how to present the gospel to people. Yes. I just wonder how many people that's listening to this radio right here, right now, would consider just wishing Jesus Christ a happy birthday while they're doing their Christmas dinner or opening their presents. How how phenomenal that would be, and you're not doing over the top with them like y'all currently were talking about. Oh, I think, David, that's good. I think that's a good way to, 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 you know, happy birthday, Jesus. In fact, I used to have a, in my van I had, I, I had a, it was a birthday cake, had candles on it. Uh, it was a poster. I stuck it in the back window of my van. I had a 72 Dodge van. And I put put them in the, I had two of them, and I put them in the back window. And what was written on the birthday cake was, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And I put it up uh, about the 1st of December, and I left them in there until uh, the end of the month. And, uh, no, I think it's a good way to do that. Your thoughts, Daryl? Yeah, you know, it might become a fun thing. Uh, before you eat, just say, let's sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and go to your birthday song. And uh, and then if if you want to put a little Hawaiian taste to it, you can say Mele Kalikimaka at the end. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's Merry Christmas. <laughs> David, thank you for the thought. I, I That's good. And Merry Christmas to you. How about before I let you go, this Sunday at your church, have the church to sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. Hey, there you go. That's that a, good like a good idea. Uh, in fact, that'd be a good thing to do on the uh, Christmas Eve service. Yeah, David, <laughs> there you go. Well, God bless you, David. Stay in line. We'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs. Merry Christmas to you. Let's go to Barnabas in uh, Kaluakona, Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, Brother Mike. I uh, just wanted to quickly say there was a fellow that called uh, yesterday who had been handing out the uh, chick tracks, you know, Jack Trick tra- chick yes, tracks. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, he handed out the, he hands out the one called This Was Your Life. Well, I just wanted to share a, a quick story with you. This is a true story that this little boy who was nine years old, a stranger came up to him and gave him that chick track, This Was Your Life, and that little boy got saved when he read that chick track, and he went next door to a little neighborhood girl that he knew, and they read that chick track together, and she got saved also. And this fella, uh, who now runs Chick Publications, when Jack uh, went home to glory in 2018, this fellow's name is David Daniels, and now he runs Chick Publications with those Chick track that was given to him when he was nine years old, and he got saved. That's Isn't that a great story? It is. Uh, Barnabas, now, for, for those that have ever been to Kona, oftentimes you'll find our brother here, Barnabas, out giving Chick tracks out 
a chick track just for those that don't know it it's like a little mini comic book it's it's just like a, about the size of a pack of cigarettes if you will and you open it up and it's got pages in there and it's all in cartoon form but it presents the gospel in many different ways there's holy joe and oh there's a whole bunch of different ones that are there this was your life and it's a great uh evangelistic tool well uh barnabas you know I, i'm just gonna i'll, I'll narc you off here uh, Barnabas waits till the cruise ships come in. Uh, everybody taking a cruise of the Hawaiian Islands. They they dock there in Kona. Everybody's out on Aaliyah Drive, you know, buying T-shirts and Hawaiian knickknacks and coffee and all that kind of stuff. And here you are, Barnabas, out there on the street, passing out chick tracks, using that opportunity. Hopefully, as they come to find a good time in Kona, they're going to find something much better a good time forever. And I really appreciate your ministry and uh, uh, able to see it firsthand. I don't know, Daryl, have you ever been down to the Big Island met Barnabas? I have not met him, but I'd love to meet him. He's, he fits the name, son of encouragement, and uh, he's got an encouraging word for all of us today. And uh, we have a whole, we have a wall in our church full of tracks. It's a whole variety of tracks. They're not chick tracks, but they're uh, gospel tracks. And, uh, I just tell people, just grab them and give them out. They're all free. So just keep keep pushing them. Give them out as you hit the streets, you hit the marketplace, and, and let the people know. A lot of these things can be tossed aside, thrown away, but many times people will take a moment, they'll read it, and the Holy Spirit will always be working in their hearts and in their minds and in their souls. So, folks, the tracks are very powerful little tools to use in spreading the gospel. Sometimes people don't do very well at sharing personally, but a track can be your way of witnessing to that family member, that friend, that coworker, or that stranger from a from a cruise ship or wherever it might be. So uh, keep up the good work, my friend. I love the chick tracks; they're great. Um, and uh, I remember reading one before I was saved, and I think it was "This Is Your Life," and someone had put it in my locker at work, where I worked at a grocery store in Southern California called Alpha Beta Market, and and I go, "Who put this in my thing?" Because you know. <laughs> During my break, I had to read it. So I had a 10-minute break. I read that thing while I was snacking away and get ready for my next shift. So keep up the good work, my friend. Yeah, you know, I heard about this guy. They witnessed to him and witnessed to him, and he'd just shine them on and reject everything they were saying. And he just, I don't want to hear that stuff. He's walking down the street, and a track, you know, thing about Jesus, sticks to his shoe. He peels it off reads it, and gets saved. Now, go figure. I don't know how God does that, but that's what happened. Barnabas, God bless you. Merry Christmas to you, to Joel, Don. By the way, when you're around the table and you're sharing with your friends, many of them have to go back home different places. You can always hear CSN on the CSN app. We we got a brand new app. You want to check that out. You go to csnradio.com, and there, find the CSN app. You can listen to CSN anywhere in the world. Want to wish everybody Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Daryl. God if bless you all. More about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. 
To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 